0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Happy Times and Places, which is a positively inclined Doctor Who episode commentary podcast in which I, Toby Haydock, get a friend to choose a story for me to watch and accentuate the positive during and try to guess what their favourite things about the story are.
1: Hello, uh, Toby. It's Paul Litchfield here, um, one third of the podcast noise. That is a wheezing, groaning sound. Categorically, of course, the only Doctor Who podcast available. Now, um, it's just me, I'm afraid. My fellow companions can't be with me at the moment. Um, Tom Neenan is uh, relacquering his recorder in the Zero Room. And uh, John Rain is walking his new dog, which is a cross between a pug and Adric, which means uh, every time he throws a stick, it always comes back with something else. Um, also, I'm audio only at the moment, as um, I've currently... Uh, Lent out my face at the very last minute to the uh, Scarlioni family somewhere in Paris. Anyway, um, my choices um, for, for you are um, the two-parter, uh, David Tennant two-parter, that is Human Nature and uh, Family of Blood, which I really enjoyed. Um, so I'm going to tell you the bits I really genuinely adored about um, both episodes and then I'll give you my super-duper overall joy, love about the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, well, welcome everybody. It's a dark, rainy night
0: uh, where I am. I've been warmed by an actual fire, and rather soberingly uh, watching, uh, you know, a piece of disposable entertainment that, nonetheless, means a great deal to me and any number of people. As the world seems to go a little bit crazy outside, um, I can offer no solutions to that, nor would I uh, even try. Um, but on a very small scale you know when when i, I need to escape from the world uh, i find doctor who a good place to to hide or at least to be distracted or at least to make me think i don't know i don't know there's nothing to say is there apart from uh, paul litchfield and i watched human nature yesterday and we're now going to watch The family of blood. Uh, I have only vaguely chose one sort of slight crossover uh, with him. But it may be that I have a couple of things in the bank. So that when he chooses them uh, this time I get a point for them. But then of course that means I won't get a point for the things I choose this episode. So he's still very much uh, holding all the cards. So the Doctor was left with a dilemma. Uh, Let's see how that is resolved. I am on iPlayer. It's offering me to continue watching Doctor Who Series 3, number 9, Family of Blood. So I'm going to press select in 3, 2, 1. So this is uh, what happened last time. Uh, I was I, I almost thought I'd got the wrong episode then because there's quite a lot of the very beginning. Dum dum dum, it's a great piece of music from Murray Gold, isn't it? That 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 Doctor theme or do, do, oh, is it, was it all strange strange creatures? No, that's a different one. Um, I, I I used to listen to when I was touring. Must say, my Doctor Who scarf I had, I, I had that album and I alternated tracks from that with tracks from my youth or time travel related tracks as the sort of pre-show music uh, uh, and, and this I think this was this was one of the tracks we need a time lord I think that was on the uh, 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 was on the trailer that was on you know the end of the uh, 42 before the Eurovision break uh, ah so we actually don't get back into the action so that the whole of the pre-credits is the uh, is the edited highlights of last time um, I, it's weird I had to galvanise myself to watch this it's peculiar I'm a bit like this with The Empty Child The Doctor Dances which is another absolute favourite of mine but for some reason when I consider watching it I go oh no I might want something else and I don't know if it's because I worry that they're so good that they'll be disappointing or it's because I know they're good but they're not as as easy a watch say I, yeah I think I worry that they're not as easy a watch as a more sort of gallopy cheerful light story but actually they're, they're not they're not especially heavy going they've got still got plenty of laughs and uh, plenty of action so it's not like they're sort of dour uh, and and self-indulgent or 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 you know like i think I, I i think i maybe think of it's like it's like watching an arts art art movie when i could be watching you know a more populist fair and yet actually that it's it, this isn't that equivalent and nor is the empty child but for whatever reason i don't rush to watch them as much as i do stories that i would probably score less out of 10 in a poll and isn't that interesting because surely the whole thing about a a quality story is 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 whether you want to watch it often or is it no because actually they should work because of not because of re because most people don't rewatch things loads of times. I don't know, I've never quite resolved that. It's like you know, it's like I probably choose to watch Tremors more than I choose to watch Lawrence of Arabia, but I would probably say Lawrence of Arabia is a better film. But then is it? If I would always turn to Tremors. Is it just is it just the self-loathing part of me that goes it's okay to like Tremors more than Lawrence of Arabia. But I still like this more than uh say um i don't know Ali- aliens of london but a- Ali- aliens of london i see as sort of more fun and frothy and easy to sort of pass the time i, I it's almost like i feel that i need to give this a little bit more deference i can't show that much but i think this is great I, oh they're so horrible um Oh, that's so good, and so they're so mean and cruel, and the, the actors are great. Um, so yes, stop navel-gazing, Toby. It doesn't matter how and when you choose to watch it. The night filming really helps with this as well. Um, I, I love a laser beam. I love a laser beam. I'm not going to apologise for love And I, I really love the fact that she's still got a balloon. <laughs> but that, it's, I mean that's really chilling. That little girl is dead um i've met the actress she's turned up at a couple of conventions and stuff and she's um very lovely and very polite um but it's a great image i i say a lot how you know doc- doctor who really works for me when it does a perversion of the everyday and we've got a public school boy a a a, a, a sort of kitchen maid a farmer and a little girl with a balloon um And they're absolutely terrifying because they're parodies of what we know. Surrounded by a load of uh, scarecrows. What a beautiful building. And I I think this setting is quite evocative to me. I was bundled off to boarding school. Not because we had money. The opposite, actually. Um, A charity paid for me to go and my dad buggered off. uh, And I was very much a fish out of water. Um... I know I have excellent diction, but I'm not posh. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's a place of smells and memories and constant fear and tension of getting into trouble or uh, either with teachers or with pupils, uh, upon whom power is bestowed and then dispensed unfairly because it's dispensed by young people. Um, uh, uh, uh and 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 i think that's why it's a clever setting for this because uh, um especially on the eve of war because it brings all of that uh to the fore the whole sort of private school dynamic um especially um that that, that it's one from the past as well so it's so it's heightened that 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 sort of class element is is heightened pip torrens is fantastic he looks great uh he's got a great face he's an excellent actor uh really up casting for 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 this part Um, although it's a good part it's a beautifully written part all the characters are very very well um and i and i love all the the sort of period dialogue that it it just seems it it just has more weight than somebody going FNL, somebody's been killed or whatever. I, again, I think that that sort of slight formality, that stiff upper lip stuff is is, is conflicting because you kind of admire it, but also it's absurd. I, I, I hanker for it in a way. I hanker for decorum and manners and um, a dignity in the face of disaster. But I also know that it brings with it, you know, Behind all that proper stuff is is cruelty is unfairness uh is hypocrisy uh and I think that makes it for such a compelling and conflicting setting uh this there's always a woman involved <laughs> uh i love the way that harry lloyd uh delivers the sort of straightforward these very posh lines yes I'm doing, it's, it's, it's wonderful it's wonderful and the twisty face that he does um he's 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 really chilling and really strange um and i i, I uh oh and it's and it's uh it's 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 great this this back and forth between them uh and i yes and of course this is all because of the doctor all these people die because of the doctor um and you know there's a big there's a big dilemma in 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 that is is the Doctor worth all of these lives? And we have to sort of go, well, yes, I suppose he is. Then you go, well, that's a very pragmatic decision. That's a lot of blood that you are prepared to give away for the sake of one person. And yes, the Doctor is, of course, very special. Um, And it's odd because I sort of think, oh, uh, but, you, you know, the Doctor should be ideal, should be a hero, because that's what the Doctor, to me, was when I was younger. But, of course... Pertwee is vain, Troughton is could be terribly Machiavellian. Uh you know, Baker is 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 Tom Baker is very conflict... you know, he's you know, yes, he's a a fun wayward eccentric, but he's also very brusque about death and, and cold and alien and detached. So the fact that I saw him as a kid, that's oh and all that stuff about using my mates as sandbags and everything. Uh again is is brilliant because you know, his his role in this story is to be the stick-in-the-mud headmaster and, and you know, that's that, that's Baines taking revenge on him in, in a way, you know, the, the even though it's not Baines, but you know what I mean, that, that, that in lesser hands he would be a stuffy figure of authority there to be shamed and to be ridiculed. But Torrance has dignity and he's given those lines about actually all of those, you know, stuffy authority figures that it's very easy to mock. Did things saw things you know when we when we when we look back in the past to go oh, i can't believe they behaved like that or they did that yeah they also did things that would give you ptsd and that cosseted old 21st century me wouldn't last five minutes doing so again you mock the past at your peril um well you don't because it's not real peril because you're safe to do so but uh, i think it's i think it's intellectually dishonest um, this this th- I think this whole sequence is extraordinary. I I sort of gave a little uh, spo- spoiler last time. This is so well directed. The fact that it's at night time, the 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 uh, it's 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 got a slightly sort of mocking faux military aspect to the score, and yet it's not it's not glib. It's not it's it, it's it's not. It's not puncturing the reality of marching scarecrow monsters. It's utterly serious. Uh, 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 and it allows the strangeness to speak for itself. I think this is quite remarkable, actually. And I remember Alison Graham writing in the Radio Times, and not my favourite writer because she tended to generally just um, write a synopsis of whatever she was watching and give away spoilers uh, <laughs> now that's not Harry Lloyd in that shot. There you can see it's very brave of them to do that shot. He, I know he wasn't. He, he he came a bit later. So the wide shots, uh, it's somebody else. But I, I, suppose they hope that your your eyes are elsewhere. But in those wide shots with the uh, with the the scarecrows coming up, it's a it's a double. Um, that's really interesting. Um, I mean, because it's partially because uh, you know I think. I think a lot of these, the, the 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 do they use filters on the camera? That the, the there's a there's a slight uh, mugginess to the to the shots. But I'm watching. I've got a projector now. I don't have a telly. I, I'm watching it on my big screen. You can you can see for sure. It's it's not him. Um, uh, and it's uh, I, I know people get annoyed that you know Martha. Uh, has the unrequited thing with the doctor going on but i i think that's a it's, it's a logical progression from rose and the doctor will they won't they do they don't they which which dealt with the 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 love aspect the hanky panky and the tardis aspect in a way that didn't annoy me as an old fashioned fan because it was cause it didn't it never quite materialized um so you can you uh, oh this is this is brilliant where she you know she's being undermined by the people at the time uh and she, and she's really likable in it as as well reacting to what would actually really piss you off um i think i think she 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 skirts it very nicely um but you know there had to be a different dynamic and it seems a natural one to have oh she likes the doctor and the doctor doesn't notice or doesn't have time for it. and i think you're digging really hard if you go and then, and then of course they do a a, a, a thing we go well let's let's cast a, a you know let's cast uh, an actress of color in order you know to re- redress the balance of doctor and indeed british television's history of not having uh, quite as 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 diverse uh uh, cast lists as as we might hope for, and then of course uh, they cast an actress of color and then go, oh well because the doctor't lover that means you're all being racist and it's like well no, we're just telling a story and we did some casting that we thought <laughs> that was was a, was a there's a positive thing you you know you can you can uh, and this this i i feel happens more and more now where um the worst is assumed um and it's 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 uh, it's terribly easy to. Um, well, I'm 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 not going to go any further with that, but it it, it it does make it hard to enjoy anything when I think there's there are yeah when it's when it's easy to it's easy it's really easy to impose the worst possible um, uh, intentions upon people, and um, I try not to do that, uh, and I think in this case. With Martha, they wanted to create a different dynamic from the one that the Doctor and Rose had, which I think they do very well. They wanted to cast a good actress, which they do, and she's gone on to have a really good career, and I think she's been brilliant in in some of the later things. in Sense8, she's absolutely fantastic in that. Um, And added to which, you know... uh, uh, it, it. some diversity in the casting. You then can't write a list of things you can and can't do with that character, lest somebody decide that that's a racist decision. Um, well, you you can, but I think it's again, I think it's intellectually disingenuous. Um, this is, of course, because they go to battle together in in the First World War, um, and 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 this is clever because it 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 sets up as a as. As a, as a cruel payoff we think they're actually gonna die in World War one actually what happens is they 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 don't but that's extraordinary isn't it the idea that that school friends uh, went to war together um, gosh brothers families did didn't they um, I find the first world war so terribly moving I mean all of the you know, there's no such you know Senseless death is a cliche, isn't it? Because because all death, in a sense, is senseless, isn't it? But 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 the First World War and the the way that it was conducted seemed so cruel in its snuffing out of young life in a in a awful manner. Um, and for Doctor Who to be taking that on, I think is. Uh, but but also to do it, it would be one thing to do a sort of story set in the war and and i think the war games is very effective albeit in a 1960 saturday tea time way of of, of showing that it's it's a, it's a grim and a horrible time um, but i think this taking t- t- taking all of that that stuff about the first world war and 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 placing it within a context of you know, weirdo alien mayflies and huge numbers there. I guess there must have been. That's a composite shot of lolloping scarecrows of doom. I think is incredibly brave and pitch perfect. This is dreadfully moving. This, this, the, this, I mean, this is the program that did the, the, tw- the Twin Dilemma. This is the program that did the androids of taro you know fun romp you know this is this is the program that did the crotons uh and i'm not saying any of those stories are good or bad by the way androids of taro is a 10 out of 10 for me but it's it's a different prospect to this having the kids crying this is terrifying but also they're crying you know we we see fear in doctor who often but, but not the. Ti- and I, you know, I remember crying at school because I was scared of a teacher or or whatever. And then having this music. And again, we we've all seen battle scenes juxtaposed with, you know, I- ironic music or um, contrasting music to heighten the horror or to satirize the futility. But this is terribly moving and sort of horrendous it and sort of sick but the program isn't sick doctor who isn't being sick the program is i think being res- responsible and brave and mad and intelligent and we killed no one they that's so important i, f- I find that i find that extraordinarily moving but but Again, bear bear in mind, it's being moving whilst having schoolboys engaged in a gunfight with with scarecrows. Um, uh, oh, and Jessica is brilliant again, gen- genuine kind of. Oh yes, because and you're looking at him and you're thinking, oh, because because sort of the doctor, the doctor will know, the doctor will have the right answer, but the doctor doesn't have the right answer because he's not the doctor. David Tennant is so good, and we love Pip Torrens. He's 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 great, uh, and that's that's just horrible. And and he's sort of you know he's he's shown that he's slightly more than the you know stuffy figure of, uh, and and again you sort of go there asking a. Girl, to do this, um, I, I, I mean, I think these, 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 this is, as, these, that's as impressive a sequence of ideas and realization as the show has ever done. I think it's extraordinary. I think it's extraordinary. I'm so proud of this mad program that sometimes I've been scarlet with embarrassment about. sometimes I've wondered if I've really wasted my life diving headlong into the minutiae of what is actually you know a a children's tea time television program and I'm a 48 year old man sequences like that um, I think make me go no it's, it's more than that it's a really special program and actually what's and actually to be special whilst being something that is mass watched family entertainment that has to be accessible to um, you know a mass audience not not to a group of intellectuals patting themselves on the back not to people who fancy themselves as you you know Cinephiles or, or TV t- files, um, uh, you know. This is on a Saturday tea time and was getting huge viewing figures, and people were talking about it in whispered awe in the playgrounds at school. You know, parents were asking me questions, uh, and yet it's it doesn't take the easy route at all. You know, it's there's a lot in this that 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 isn't saying oh yeah we've got to we' got to panda to what 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 television executives think audiences like here you know this is this is and it's it's proof that actually if it's done if if stuff is done well audiences have much more imagination than they are often given credit for you dreamt of a blue box uh, oh david and David tennant is oh he's so good and what's really moving about this is that as far as he is concerned he is john smith uh and we're essentially killing john smith in order to get the doctor back and and that that whole thing about you know what yeah what 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 do i represent what am i if i if i'm and and that opens up bigger questions about you know consciousness and um you know what what it means to be. I think therefore I am. I mean, it's it's the, the there is uh, there is there is so much richness and depth to this, and also it's really harrowing and exciting. It's it's exciting science fiction storytelling, uh, and it's a shot at night. Um, yeah. I'd, this this is surely one of the greatest greatest Doctor Who stories of all time, isn't it? Uh, it, it it has to be. It's it's, it's interestingly though because I have I have watched it with others, and neither Mo, who was with us for lockdown, who watched quite a few, nor Shaz my other half, but particularly I thought they would be particularly impressed by this, and neither neither of them quite reacted in the way that I I thought they would. In fact, I don't. I think oh, both of them only watched the first episode, so that's interesting, isn't it? I wonder why that is. Um, maybe, maybe a science fiction concept too far that a, a viewer like me might take for granted and go, "Well, I'll, I can easily get into the, the 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 ideas that we've got got here of the, you know, the 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 family and the doctor and all of those sorts of things." I don't know, because I think it's so human. Um, and this is bleak and has a wonderful sort of siege like atmosphere to it. She's got such quiet dignity, but with a sort of you know you know there's a there's a bristling fury underneath if there needs to be um oh now. The Doctor's lonely, and I—that you know—I and I think that's quite important. Um, again, I, I i struggle with what I think about Doctor. Who. I mean, I you know, I—I I was one of those, you know. You say, oh, the you know, the Doctor's Doctor is very serious, and it's about being nice, and it's about being kind. And then I sort of think, well, actually, no, it's it's mostly about being a zippy and exciting adventure. And if Doctor Who loses its sense of humour, it's got a big problem. You know, the reason we love Doctor Who deep down is 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 because it's got a sense of verve and enjoyment and fun um the the fact that it can then carry very important messages is is yes fundamental to its importance but the secret of its success i think is is that it is scary and funny you know those are those i think are the two the the two major components that you need to get right uh first Ah, oh, now that that speech is, I think was in. Was it in? It's it was in one of the trailers, but I think it was a different reading of that speech. Um, it's and it's a it's a great speech, and it's all about what you know what what the Doctor is. Um, I sometimes worry when when you know the Doctor is. Sort of eulogized as this, you know, this amazing oncoming storm or whatever. Whereas I sort of, because I like to identify as a kid, you know, with, you know, with the, with the with the hero, uh, as as somebody that sort of saves planets mostly by mistake, you know, with a with with a a cut, you know, one good 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 solid hope, uh, and uh, uh, you know. A, a cartload of improvisations. Um, the, the, the minute the doctor becomes sort of faultless and godlike, I I I take a I take a step back, and then, you know this makes I think this makes you really question what the doctor is. Um, you know, it's a very cruel act that he has done without realizing it. Um, you know, this is our hero, uh, and he's. And he's uh, and he's created and destroyed this good man, and what, what, what you know. Although we will be able to see David Tennant playing Doctor Who next week, um, that's no good for John Smith. You know, John Smith. He may have the same face, but he's not going to be the same person. Um, uh, and it shows a great braveness of this. But I think that's terribly moving as well. The, the, the John Smith is essentially a, a fiction um and yet it's a terribly moving story of a uh, of just a bit like shardavan isn't it in Valver. i love that when he you know he has a, a sense that he's not real and then you go but then am, but then I, that surely that means i i am and, and 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 of course his exercise of his free will that proves that he's real um is when he sacrifices his life which makes it an ultimate kind of sacrifice and that's and he's bombing the bombing of the village um, you know the, the the body count in this is quite high. We don't see it because we're rightly, you know, we're concentrating on uh, on this. And and again, but this, what I was talking to about before, the sort of stiff upper lip thing that we kind of mock. Um, you know, this is this is about doing the right thing, even though it's of great personal sacrifice. Um, And what I really like about the choice that is made with the story is that um, Joan, you know, talks John Smith into doing the right thing. But then it's not, oh, and hooray, Doctor, you've saved us. It's go away, (laughs) you know. Um, she, She... she does. She sacrifices her happiness for the greater good. She, she sacrifices her her love for the greater good. I um, know. Uh, oh, I find, find it really moving. That's just <laughs> this is silly. This is. Yeah. I've, 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 uh, it's again, if you break it down to what it is, you know, um, an, an avatar containing a false, a shadow of a personality. to to shroud a a thousand-year-old alien from another world talking to a school matron from 1913 uh, whilst a village is being bombed by alien mayflies. Uh, And they show... Oh, God, they show... They show... The future that they could have had, I find that really... And I'm I'm not soppy, I don't think I'm soppy, but I'm all for... And if you'd said to me, oh, Doctor Who's going to be quite emotional when it comes back, I'd go, well, I'm not, I'm not sure I really want that, I just want fun and adventure and exciting. I, because this is done well, this isn't... I don't think this is mawkish, I don't think this is manipulative, I don't think it's saccharine. The emotion is all justified by the writing, by the plot, by the character, it is essential to the storytelling that the emotional dilemma that they have here and the bond that they have because of of who these two characters are and what it is they're giving up buys us all of these moments. It's 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 not it's not false drama. Um, this it actually shows us what we lose. The Time Lord has all of those adventures but the Doctor could but John Smith yeah could have marriage and what's and what's beautiful about this show is that yes the Time Lord's adventures are amazing and you can see the universe and change the world and all that and Doctor Who says that says about exceeding your expectations and the beauty and the amazing things that are out there but it also says do you know what tiny human moments are precious as well uh, and, and actually those two things sound like they, they pull in opposite directions but actually the show celebrates both. One, you know, the doctor has one and it comes at the expense of the other. So it, it yeah, it celebrates both, but it also shows that the that there's a prize that there's a price And and this actually shows that the price goes in both directions. Which is really clever. And and the sad thing is we don't see because of this wonderful reveal that we're about to have, it means that we don't actually see the moment that uh, John Smith dies, as it were. So it's a sort of off-screen, in the wings, self-sacrifice. Um, and of course, it's the, you know, the doctor. It's and, and in terms of the storytelling and the plot, it's a great piece of... Uh, great piece of um, doctorishness because what the doctor does is he makes his enemies underestimate him, uh, and um, often at his best plays the fool, uh, but he's not played the fool here. He's 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 used the fact that uh, they think he's John Smith to do other stuff a little bit of sleight of hand uh, so it's a great oh yeah the Doctor but then obviously later so it's a brilliant flourish it's a brilliant flourish of the hero showing the Doctor at his very best but it's slightly tainted because for all of this virtuoso defeat of the villains it's one on a tragedy and on an individual tragedy and I I think you know, Doctor, is at its best when it shows us that one tiny life is precious. You know, tiny life, and I, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm talking in, uh, it, you know, in comparisons of scale. There's nothing tiny about an individual life. Um, and again, you know, we, we from the beginning of the story that goes, we don't need, we don't, we don't set up who they are. We just get right into the story. Uh, again, I think this this really works, but it's it's maybe a reason that. We can't quite get our heads rounded as a as a traditional Doctor Who story or as a perfect Doctor Who story, is because it it refuses to do the ending. You know, this this is this is a sort of beat of defeat. But but what the Doctor actually does um, is, is is done as a sort of narrated coda, which is really interesting. It's again very effective. But it's different, and it's cruel, and it's cruel, and it shows the sort of vengeful timeline. Also, the fact that they were all going to die. I mean, they're mayflies, aren't they? They're, they're, the reason they're chasing the Doctor is because their lifespan is limited, and he, he was hiding in order that they live out their natural life and die. But what he does is here, is he elongates their suffering, which is sort of cruel and vengeful, and that's a really abstract idea, that she's in every mirror. You know, again, it's not trying to be literal it's not because if I, I can't even begin to get my head around how that might work but I know I occasionally glint something out of the corner of a mirror you know so it's and I think it absolutely buys that a lesser story I would you know you would go oh hang on you've been a bit lazy there's a few flourishes here just to uh, you know obfuscate the logic of the endings this I think works absolutely perfectly fine I think this is totally acceptable um, even though it's different and strange and not quite traditional Doctor Who uh, and and is not trying to to join the mechanical dots to to entirely satisfy us yeah as to the as 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 to the process by which any of that stuff works but it doesn't matter it's almost fairy tale like um but that does distract me, actually, because I remember that that was my take when, when I first watched this. Oh, OK, we're not seeing how he... Gather, you know, how does he gather up all four of them from the floor of that field and, and then start to... Where does he hold them? Uh, who does he tie up first? You know, all that sort of thing. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Be- because you're going, oh, oh you know, the, what, what do these sort of different methods of dispatch... How, what do they represent? How do they work? Whatever. But it does all of that. You thinking about all of that distracts you from the fact that, wow, he's being... Cruel, he's you know he's he's being the time the time lord vindictive. Uh, she's so good in this. It's so, and 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 again we 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 sort of want her to f- forgive the doctor because because the doctor is our hero, and and we want the story to let him off because although. You know, it's thrown up those moral dilemmas. We, we want it to be all right that the Doctor's alive because we know how great the Doctor is and that the Doctor is our hero. And, you know, that's, that's, that's the, the, the... I think the wonderful uh, as, aspect of, of, of the end of this is that, you know, traditionally, yeah, oh, you come with me and it'll all be better because after all, I looked, I'm played by the same actor that played the other guy. And the story is braver than that. She is, she is less gullible than that. She is, she is better than that, uh, and and doesn't let him off the hook. You know, he he can't he can't buy her back, if you like, in in a in a neat storytelling uh, manner. He, he, you know he ca- he can't do that he, he can't rely on the fact that he's a television icon because in this story he's not she, she's what she says is absolutely right what she's if you'd never chosen this place would anyone here have died no they wouldn't so maybe that's why the doctor doesn't want to be looking in mirrors it's not because the balloon girl's in them it's because you can go oh god <laughs> If I, I mean, I'm, I'm having to talk through this, but there's two or three times that I, I, it really has made me very genuinely emotional. And I know it's a stupid piece of television, but I do get popular, I think really good popular culture can tug you emotionally. And actually, in a, and, and it, I think it gets me more than great big intellectual tracts. Maybe that's just the way that I'm wired. But uh, in a way, I think, I, you know... Popular culture, didn't Dennis Potter, you know, the, um, you know, use television as as his medium because it wasn't uh, an exclusive one. It was, you know, it was the it was the national conversation, uh, and I and I think it's 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 harder to do because uh, you you don't have the indulgence that you might have if you uh, if you were uh, chopping out a big chunk of your audience. Uh, yeah, I th- I think it's so. Oh. And David Tennant's brilliant. David Tennant is so good. And that's lovely. I I I love that I few forget I forget actually the the, the 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 sort of affection that they have. Oh, Tim. Yeah, and, and of course, because the spectre of his death is still hanging over it. You know, as far as we're we're concerned, did this story the biggest war ever? That so? Uh, and and again, it would be easy and glib to sort of go, oh, you don't have to fight, and you go, no, absolutely not. We've learned that war is hell. But actually, the the point is, that's an easy answer. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to fight. And if if you know if people hadn't. In those wars, we would be living in a very different world now. So it's very, very easy to, uh, I, I, again, to to, to to do an anti-war piece. I think it's harder to do a piece that says, you know, war is terrible and that war was awful and wasteful. Um, and yet, um, it would be glib to say that they shouldn't have fought it, you know. Um, and... And the lovely thing is that he survives uh, because his sixth sense uh, gets them out of it. Oh, and the doctor does, and there's a lot of narration in this, isn't there? So the Harry Lloyd does the narration of what happens to the family, which is really interesting, sort of first person narration of your own doom, and then and then this is given a, a real grandeur, and it's you know it's just a couple of actors in a yeah. muddy field, um, yeah. uh, and they get away. Yeah, sorry about that guy but uh, the two guys we know that's always the thing about television isn't it you know to 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 show how terrible something is you see lots of extras and things getting killed and blown up and flung about but but so long as the two that you've met before are all right then that's kind of all right you know <laughs> um, and he oh, and yeah and and, and actually the the guy who's bullied him at school um you know when things are worse uh all all that all that goes out of the window and of course because there was the the vicar was credited in uh the radio times in the cast list you you kind of assumed that you would see the marriage of joan and john smith you you thought a marriage would be on the cards i i didn't realize it would be uh you know uh uh, a Remembrance Day thing for Tim uh, and I think this actor I, uh, uh, did he turn 100? Uh, I know he's a very old actor but you can see he's a very old actor but I think he might have done you know um, but I could be wrong about that but I and I think there's something terribly moving he doesn't get a credit I think he's called is he called Hugh Rees because um, he's a non-speaking actor but he does he does a little bit more than a lot of uh, non-speaking actors gets a uh, and, and actually does that very well. Uh, and there's something terribly moving, of about seeing young cherubic Tim as a, as a, as an old man, uh, who's a wheelchair user. You know, at the other end of his life. Uh, that, just that. Uh, the, you know, the fragility of mortality. Uh, that that in the blink of an eye. Um, which, and I actually saw somebody the other day that I hadn't seen for a while. I saw them on the telly. Um, I went, oh my god, they've suddenly aged. Well, they haven't suddenly aged. They've aged over time, uh, but time moves a lot quicker than you'd think. Um, I think that's a superb, superb—not I was going to say a superb episode of Doc 2. I think it's a superb piece of television. I think it's admirable. I think it—it—it—it—it—it it, 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 it is of good intent. It is hugely imaginative. It is uh, emotionally. Honest, it, it 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 offers no glib or easy resolutions, it poses questions without um without any of the the vagueness of the answers to those being vagueness of thought, that the, the, the questions that it poses have right and wrong answers and sometimes both at the same time so it's 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 intellectually and morally complex but emotionally very true and it's an adventure about a a a, a, a public school getting attacked by <laughs> uh uh you know anthropomorphized scarecrows um it's it's glorious i mean it's it it it, it takes what doctor who does and does all the things that Doctor Who does well. It does a lot of the things that Doctor Who does better, and it also does some stuff that Doctor Who hasn't really done, but that is absolutely right and suitable and works within Doctor Who. I think it's a triumph. Um, maybe there's a reason I uh, the reason I don't watch it all the time is it's almost because it's like uh, you know a, f- a really good meal. You don't have lobster thermidor every day because. Perhaps it's too rich for every day. Perhaps too special for every day, and perhaps that's why. Um, it's, it's an extraordinary piece of work. I I think it's amazing. Um, so my three things. Uh, well, one is this is this is the scene of the the boys, you know, preparing for the scarecrow battle and 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 the and the, and the hymn, uh, and the, the coming in and them crying. I just think that's extraordinary I, th- I mean I think it's I really do An um, uh, imaginative and brilliant oh um, I think you have to have Jessica Hines in there I think it's an amazing performance I think Joan is a really rounded character I love the fact that actually it's not all Happy clappy in the end, she the doctor has ruined her life and has killed her love and she tells him to go. Um, I think that's brave that it does that and, and she does it so so well. Um so and and yes, the concept, the whole doctor who lives as a human, not just because and it's actually not oh doctor who has to live as a human, that's sort of the lodger, and I love that. You know, the doctor has to live an ordinary life. But actually, the doctor, you know, seeing what the doctor is when the doctor is John Smith, and then that that terrible thing. Because we sort of like John Smith, but we go, sort of, yeah, because he's the doctor. And you go, no, it's... As the story progresses, you go, no, it's, it's not the doctor. It's John Smith. It's somebody who's been created by the absence of the doctor. But that vacuum has been filled by a consciousness and a life, and that is snuffed out, and that decent consciousness and life. You know, gets gets less of a chance of life, less of a lifespan, and yet he's so rounded and real and decent. Less of a life than the Mayfly aliens. Do you know what I mean? I find that extraordinary. So just the whole concept of, you know, the Doctor being shrouded and living another life. The whole concept of human nature, as it were. Um, which perhaps that's my bonus thing for the, for the whole thing. So I need a, 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 another thing about uh episode three and i i think that well do i say the character of the the headmaster and and uh do i say the public school setting do i say the, the 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 the, the build up to the, the fact that it's the eve of World War One I, I mean that ties in with that I think all of that ties in with that uh, that, that, that war scene really um, The music The music is excellent The music is superb um, um, The night filming Charles Palmer's direction is exemplary but again that sort of ties in with the that sort of ties in with the you know the shooter that I mean that that covers a lot doesn't it that 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 machine gun scene um no I think I will go back to the character of the headmaster because I think not only because it's Pip Torrens and he's just a great actor he's just one of those actors that is the lifeblood of this country frankly um but because the, because that character could have been written as a cliched idiot, and Doctor Who's full of those, and they can be very entertaining. But it even treats him with respect. Uh, yeah. So, the three things from this episode: that scene, that scene. Oh, um, Jessica Hines and, and Joan, you know. And, and her story and her art. The headmaster and the treatment of him. And then and that ties in with the whole sort of public school thing, which I think is a really important theme in the whole story. And then my thing for the whole thing is the central concept of the story. Of, of, of you know, yeah, the, the Doctor having to, you know, inhabit this human avatar unconsciously. What does poor Litchfield of a wheezing, groaning sound
1: thing anyway so moving on to family of blood um baines again i really love the speech that he makes to the headmaster when he says war is coming and all the boys will die in the mud and do you think that they will thank the man who th- taught them it was glorious that's a nice bit of anti-war rhetoric and it's a really nice affront to the stuffy headmaster who ultimately gets shot anyway poor chap um the other thing of course is that i really like about um human nature is is the revenge of the doctor um it's cold it's calculating it's not quite um the doctor that we're used to although it was sort of mooted in Tennant's first episode that he doesn't do second chances so it's just the wrath of the doctor it's quite like dark stark cold and it's just the fact that it's done as a voiceover from Bane's point of view and the fact that he never says a word when he When he punishes each of the four people and also you've got to realize that those four people were just normal earthlings that have been taken over there wasn't a chance at any point sorry that was my phone there wasn't a chance at any point that they could be maybe turned back they didn't even bother with that he just basically keeps them alive forever because that's exactly what they wanted but in the most harsh unimaginable way amazing and the third bit that i really really love is the bit where the Doctor's back? It's right towards the end, and it's the fact that he's fallen in love for the first time as John Smith as a human, and uh, the matron has fallen in love with him. But now she realizes that it's not the man who she thought it was. The Doctor says, "I could be that," and she's just absolutely furious with him and so disappointed with him. She even says that he is the coward, not John Smith. He, the Doctor, is the coward, and she has that amazing line where she just says, "If you haven't, you know, if you didn't appear here on a whim." Would all those people have died? And the Doctor really can't answer. So she just goes, you can go. And it's just like, wow. It's so nice occasionally in Doctor Who to see the viewpoint of someone who goes, yeah, you've saved the day, but you caused all the problems in the first place. In fact, you being here has made my life miserable, which is rare in Doctor Who. So that's cool. And my overall, overall joy, joy, joy is something that actually doesn't even have to be these two episodes. It could be any episode of Doctor Who because I think... The Doctor's the star. The companion's the star. Often one of the villains is the star. But the unsung, unspoken star is certainly not unsung and unspoken by me. It's the TARDIS. I think the TARDIS is just the... It's my favourite bit of Doctor Who, completely. It's, it's the other character. It's amazing. And to me... Whenever the TARDIS materializes or dematerializes, it makes an episode. In fact, I get very angry when I watch Doctor Who and the TARDIS materializes off camera shot. You just hear it. I'm like, oh, man, I really I need to see the TARDIS materialize and dematerialize. It's very important to me, Toby. Um, And in this one, you get one of my favorite moments with the little boy at the end. And the doctor goes, oh, you're going to enjoy this. And he sort of lets someone witness the most magical, amazing thing in the world, which in this case is the TARDIS, dematerializing. I just think that's amazing. I adore that so much. Um, and often I think of all the people, of all the episodes of Who, going all the way back from the original Doctor till now, there must be a lot of people who have uh, maybe seen a psychiatrist and had a, quite an interesting life after uh, seeing the Doctor, trying to explain that they witnessed a blue police box dematerialize or materialize in front of them that must be an awful cross to bear in life but yeah my overall thing is the TARDIS it's just absolutely stunning appearing disappearing a joy and when he when the doctor allows someone to be a little witness to that event that's extra special to me so yeah that was my uh choices thank you very much for asking me um I now have to um go and clean my adipose
0: bye Oh, I love Paul. He's very funny. He's an excellent mimic, by the way. He does. He does so many good voices. He, he if 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 Paul had been uh, uh, the age he is now in the late 70s and early 80s, he would have been in every single television program going. He's a uh, he's a uh, he's a really uh, vocally dexterous uh, uh, uh Talented performer, but he has a he has a sensibility that is very in in tune with uh, with uh, the sort of bygone days of uh, of showbiz. I really enjoy his stuff, his presence on the wheezing, groaning sound, uh, and he's I should have guessed. He, he is an absolute. Every time they review a story in a wheezing, groaning sound, if there's a TARDIS materialization or dematerialization, like, <laughs> Paul has to just have his little say on it because it is absolutely his favorite thing. So I should have guessed that. He was quite right to point out that brilliant speech of Baines's because I think I was so keen there to go. What's interesting about this is that, you know, it, it is, you know, it although it's saying war is hell, it, it you know, it, it also, you know, shows the reasons why. Um, it was fought as well. I think it's because I take for granted that obviously Doctor Who is going to do the the war is hell side of things and the give peace a chance side of things, which is more to my sensibility. I have to say, though, I get uh, sort of more pragmatic in my old age. But I I think that message of peace and that 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 refusal to glorify war and so therefore the importance of showing how disgusting and horrible and dirty it is um is very important to that speech of but but of course I I was talking about the other side of it because as I say I take I take Doctor Who's stance on those things uh for for granted which means I maybe didn't talk about it as much as I should have done because because yeah Baines's speech is is incredible and cuts through again all of that sort of you know those kids are all wearing suits and all very pleasantly turned out but you know yeah when you're when you're fighting in the mud, does the fact that you, uh, you know, yeah, yeah you can stand up straight uh, and to attention, and most of you march in time, uh, you know, that's all for that's all for nothing when you're, you know, yeah, when you're slithering in the mud and bits of your mates are flying over your head, um, and I think I think it does all of that with great sensitivity because it, it's it's quite easy to be anti-war, you know, and it's quite easy to be glib about those things. I think that I think this is, it's a much more intelligent treatment uh and and all to its days and uh what what else did he say he said uh so so baines's thing yeah that was yeah um that that shouldn't have surprised me um joan saying go away i mean that was kind of i maybe get a little smattering of a point for that um and uh oh, sorry i've got a slightly dead leg I can't remember what his other thing was. Oh, the vengeance of the doctor, which I'm quite uneasy with, but I think that's the point. But I don't think I could ever choose it as my favourite thing because I, I I don't see the doctor like that. Even though, you know, cognitive dissonance here, I, I know that quite often the doctor blows people up and does things that, you know, involve the deaths of others. Uh, and, and I think having it this on the nose makes us sort of confront that. So whilst I accept it is very, it is legitimate and it is extremely well done and it is very thought provoking. I'm not sure I like it, but that says more about me and perhaps the hypocrisy of of my own image of what life and therefore Doctor Who is the, than anything else. But that I think that is interesting. Um, and I think I think one must always when something is good, which this is, you know, I'm a bit like that with comedy. I quite like jokes that are against my liberal sensibilities, if they're good jokes. Because anything that challenges... Because I know, because we know that our worldviews are full of contradictions. And if you don't, I think you're doing it wrong because the, the the people that don't are the Daleks. They're the ones who are 100% sure. If you're 100% sure, you'd shoot me in the back of the head if I threatened your worldview. Um, I wouldn't shoot you in the back of the head. I'd probably acknowledge that there was some... Element of truth in what you were saying, but nonetheless, I still think my way is right uh, because uh, I think any worldview is, is full of co- contradictions, and we live with contradictions within our own morality all of the time. Uh, and I think it's good to be aware of that. I don't know what the answer is, and I think it's you know intellectually rigorous to to tussle with those those things. Um, and I like drama that you know that throws those things up and i don't i don't resent one that perhaps s- signals some of the, the flaws in my own arguments i don't know how that makes me feel it fires my synapses i guess which means it's good but it will still never be my favorite thing because the doctor is a man of a person of peace uh, and shouldn't and isn't vengeful except for those moments that the doctor is vengeful but i don't like those and yet i sort of do because it makes sense ah good stuff good stuff uh, a wheezing groaning sound is a brilliant uh, Doctor Who podcast uh, you don't get the sort of waffle I've just spouted on it you get them doing doing toilet humour and uh, uh, they've got a great uh, rapport between the three of them, uh, all three very talented uh, sharp comic minds who all love Doctor Who and are prepared to be ruder about it than I am <laughs> um, so listen I've been putting this one off for ages because I thought I've, I thought it would be tricky. Why? Why would it be tricky? It's an amazing piece of television. It's a great piece of Doctor Who. Sorry if I've occasionally got a bit highfalutin. Sometimes I think my mouth runs away with itself um, What uh, when I'm talking about what is, after all, a children's family entertainment about somebody travels through space and time in a police box. Um, and I think some of the arguments I might have started to make in certain points... Perhaps don't even hold water because you have to just keep talking, don't you? So uh, even some of what I said might be wrong, but that's okay. People, we're allowed to be wrong. Do you know what I mean? You're allowed to be wrong. Uh, I, I, look for, I, I, I enjoyed those days where people were allowed to be wrong. <laughs> uh, so listen. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I think it's special. I think it's a very... A very class classic piece of television, and one of Doctor Who's finest hour and a halves works on every level. God, it's a good show, isn't it? It's a good show. Um. Well, look. Thanks for listening. I hope wherever you are and whatever you are doing, subjecting yourself to this has made your day better, either by making you realise that. Whatever faults you thought you had, at least you're not as bad as the guy you're listening to. Or if it's just made you happier that you enjoy these particular episodes that you already knew were brilliant. Or that it's made you happier that you got better ideas than the prat you've just been listening to waffling on. Or if it's just made you enjoy the images conjured by the reactions that i had and it made you scurry back and watch those episodes as soon as you're back from your run or your walk or your bus journey or your day at work or whatever it is you're doing uh where where whatever it is you're doing uh i send you lots of love and gratitude to listening for listening to this uh i wish you all the best in your endeavors and uh however bad the world is it's currently pretty bad um Something has to triumph. And i you know, and sometimes it's the little things. Um, and you, we get security. And Doctor Who gives us a bit of security, doesn't it? Even though it's terrifying, because it's our childhoods where actually we realise we were kinder. Of, we were kind of safe from a lot of the awful things in the world um, that we get more aware of as we get older. But I hope that as we go through... These torrid times, we know that that there is something that Doctor Who tells us should, just should, if we do it right, triumph. Even in the face of terror and awful things. And uh, the thing that triumphs is, hopefully, human nature. Take care. Oh, well, look, thank you ever so much for listening to Happy Times and Places, which is presented by me, Toby Haydock. My special guest this time around is Paul Litchfield, who can be found on Twitter, at Mr P Litchfield, and he's a co-presenter of the podcast A Wheezing Groaning Sound, which you can also find on Twitter. I would like to thank him, and indeed, the patrons who make these podcasts possible, and they include Ruben Herfindahl, Peter Burns, Peter Harness, Ronald Hayden, Rob Leonard, Christopher Meredith, Stephen Moffat Richard Straw Nick Tedston Risto Mitty Sarillo Peter Blackett Andy Parkinson Mark Sandon, Legion Henderson Ian K. McLachlan Joel Ahrens, Sam Estirem, David David There's two Davids there, neither of their surnames have been given, so you know who you are. And Jenny at Bluebox 99. The music is by a David whose surname I do have, Dave Gates. And the artwork by Dylan Patterson dylan in there on the credits as is supposed to be the case although the music very nearly ran out i could go back and move everything back and do a couple of cuts here and there but um i'm not going to uh i, I like the fact that historians in the future will be able to catalog the historians in the future and go going to catalog any aspect of this but i like the idea that they might ha 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 who'd have thought you know i bet i bet nobody playing a Chumbly and Galaxy 4 thought historians in the future would be thinking about what they were doing. And I spent much of last year uh, not only thinking about what they were doing, but trying to find out things about them and what happened to them all. And uh, sadly, they're all no longer with us. Um, so who knows, whatever it is you're doing today, you never know whether it will be important to people in the future. Although I know that this won't be remotely important to people in the future. Not that important to people in the present. <laughs> Anyway, look, if you would like to be a patron I'm very grateful to those people who are, and they all went to patreon.com forward slash Toby Haydoke where for £3 or upwards per month, uh, you can get access to bonus material advanced releases. If you're listening to this now on the iTunes feed or oh, the patrons, they listened to it six months ago I should think, yeah, about six months ago, and they've also got access to earlier releases of the too much information podcasts and indefinable magic but they're really far ahead with these uh, happy times and places and there's also exclusive material and access and all sorts of other things three pounds a month Uh, it does go up but most things are available at that lowest tier from which you can also get a 10 percent discount if you sign up for a whole year oh Hugh Rees by the way I don't know where I got the idea that he might be 100 I mean he might be 100 and maybe I noticed that and then forgotten but I just had a quick look uh, in my notes everything I, I can find nothing about him possibly being 100 uh, he he has been a liberal democrat councillor in Swansea um, and is also a, a, a singer a retired was he a conductor something like that but part, part, part of uh, the, 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 the musical makeup of uh, uh, where, where he's from um uh So uh, yeah, performer and and politician. Oh, I could've included him in my my uh, politics podcast that I did for Indefinable Magic. Found out a couple of other um, political connections. Oh yes, Ingrid Oliver. I think her who plays Osgood, I think her her parent is a has has been a Labour has been an M P. Anyway, anyway, sorry, this is me thinking aloud But that's what this bit is for If you're listening to this bit You've only got yourselves to blame um, But this is what I spend my time doing At um, four minutes to two in the morning <laughs> As my mind goes to some strange places Usually Doctor Who related You've just had uh, access to those thoughts um, Which usually just remain the business of me and my psychiatrist Uh, anyway uh, look, lots of love to you wherever you are as I record this the world's um, presenting us um, with some huge unpleasantries and uh, there's nothing profound or apposite that I can come up with to say but um, I can send you lots of love and uh, wish you all well and uh, let's hope tomorrow is a better day as you listen to this, it's the future, so I hope that you are in the future are enjoying a better present than the one that currently confronts us uh, It sounds so trite saying that on a Doctor Who podcast, doesn't it but uh, I feel like saying something as I say, if you've stayed this, if all I've, if, if the worst thing that's happened is that I've slightly embarrassed myself, well, I think uh, the world is showing us that there are, there are worse things and uh, you know it's, uh, it's way beyond the end of when this podcast got interesting, so you've only got yourselves to blame. But nonetheless, lots of love to you.